Independence Day, copyright Sarenya Murthy, 2018, March 27, 2016. We were all just hanging out at home. Allie had been invited to a barbecue, but she decided she'd rather stay home than go with two security guards in tow. You see the perks of being grounded. Mom and Dad were attending a party at the White House, so it was just the girls and me. We were watching a movie when the front door opened and our parents came in ridiculously early. It was only 11 p.m. and they usually get back from work events long after we've all gone to bed. The first thing we noticed about them was that they looked really happy. Uncharacteristically happy. Like they were brimming over with good news. What's up? Stevie asked, turning to face them. They came over and sat down. Dad motioned Allie to turn off the TV. None of us griped. We were far too curious. How come you're home so early? Allie demanded. Mom and Dad eyed each other as if they were deciding which one of them would get to reveal the good news. Mom won out. We caught the stalker, she announced. What? Really? When? How? Who? This last one was me. If I could just get my hands on that Neanderthal. How did you find him? Stevie asked. He had arranged for someone to ransack Mom's office and they traced him through the lackey. What's going to happen to him? I asked. He'll stand trial, Dad said, and he's out of politics. For good. Does this mean we can go back to our normal lives now? Allison demanded. Yes, Mom said. She and Dad were smiling broadly. No more security guards? Allie the skeptic verified. That's right, Mom said. We'll give it a five-day grace period, but after that, you're all free. So I'm no longer grounded? I asked. Nice try, pal, Dad laughed, and his laughter was contagious. Well, I'll take what I can get. Dad looked around at us, beaming. His gaze came to rest on me. Listen, Jason, he began. I sat up. We may not have always seen eye to eye these last two months, but I want you to know that I did admire your tenacity in sticking to your principles. Thanks, I said, feeling kind of surprised. I had a little help. I glanced up at the ceiling. Well, I wouldn't go through this again for a mint of money, Dad continued, but we did learn something. Never engage Jason in a game of chicken? Stevie asked, raising her eyebrows. Nah, I said. The important thing is, we found out who Mom's two favorite guys are, and neither one of them is Uncle Will. Oh, Mom groaned, and the girls laughed as Dad and I high-fived each other. I am going to rub that in good and hard, Dad chortled. You two are the worst, Mom scolded. Just wait till someone brings home a grandson. We'll see who my favorite guy is then. Sorry, pal, Dad said to me. Looks like you're getting bumped. Not if I create him, I returned. Now they both looked a little apprehensive. There's no rush, you know, Mom hastened to assure me. April 11th, 2016. This morning, I came downstairs and found my family giving me all sorts of goofy grins. I couldn't imagine what it was all about and proceeded to fix myself a bowl of cereal. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see Allie sneaking glances at me and then at the others, but I didn't really want to give any of them the satisfaction of asking what was up. I knew I'd find out soon enough. Allie isn't the silent type. After five minutes, she asked me, Jason, do you know what day it is? It's April 11th, I said. My science project was due today. Even with portable classrooms and missed hours, Miss Hemingway had kept us on curriculum, major props to her. Allie nodded gleefully as if I should somehow understand what this entailed. I poured myself a cup of coffee. 
Oh my God, don't you get it? She shrieked at me when it became obvious that no one was going to say anything. No, I said, bewildered. It wasn't anyone's birthday. Mom and Dad's wedding anniversary was in the fall. Allie rolled her eyes in exasperation. It's the last day of your grounding, she said. Tomorrow you're free. Oh yeah, February 11th. It seemed so long ago. They were all looking at me, demanding a reaction. Great, I said. Yay. I gave them a thumbs up and went back to my breakfast. Maybe there was something good in the paper. What is the matter with you? Ali demanded. You were perhaps expecting a ticker tape parade? I inquired. Ugh. Well, anyway, Piper and I are going to the movies tomorrow if you want to come, she said. Nah, that's okay, I replied. You guys go ahead. She rolled her eyes knowingly. Fine, I'll drop out if you want to be alone with her, she said. I looked at her in surprise. She didn't tell you? Tell me what? I took in her wide-eyed gaze and realized she wasn't faking it. She really didn't know. Piper and I split, I said. What? Allie sounded both astonished and indignant. I could tell the rest of the family was equally surprised. It's no big deal, I said. When? Allie demanded. I shrugged. Three weeks ago. Allie looked so stunned and hurt you'd have thought I was dying of pneumonia. Why didn't you tell me? was her next query. It wasn't that dramatic, I reassured her. She texted, I think we should see other people, and I answered, yeah, me too. Allie still looked wounded. Her expression clearly said, how could she break up with my brother through a text? Allie, it's not huge, I said. I cannot believe her, Allie pouted. I suppose she wanted to go out with someone she could actually see once in a while, I said. It's not unnatural. Now Dad looked guilty. Look, Jason, he began. I meant because we don't go to the same school, I explained. It was only a matter of time. Allie was looking so down in the dumps I had to cheer her up. Hey, chin up, I said. I know you had your heart set on maid of honor, but there'll be others. Stupid piper, Allie grumbled. We finished our breakfast. Dad said he'd give us a ride to school, so Allie and I piled into the Volkswagen. I usually ride in the back, but she said she wanted to make a phone call, so I got up front with Dad. Talk or tunes, he asked, reaching for the radio dial. It'll be talk soon enough, I informed him. How could you not tell me? Allie exploded into her phone. I thought you'd be mad. Piper's defensive, somewhat reedy tone came through loud and clear. I am mad. I'm mad you didn't tell me. They continued arguing. Dad rolled his eyes and pulled out of the driveway. He and I exchanged glances. Women, man. April 12th, 2016. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I am free at last. Case in point. This morning when I came downstairs, Dad had a surprise for me. Here, buddy. He handed me a bag from the Apple store. What was this for? I opened it and beheld the latest video game offering from Nintendo. Everyone was looking at me, expecting me to go into the usual spasms of untethered boyish glee. This felt really awkward. I didn't want to disappoint the old man. He was standing there waiting for my reaction. I hated to let him down, but there was no use pretending. Don't you like it? He already sounded wounded. Oh boy, this was going to be fun. Dad, look, it's a really nice gesture, I hedged, trying to let him down easy. But... I've kind of outgrown this stuff by now. If Dad looked amazed, it was nothing compared to Allison, whose eyes bugged out in disbelief. Mom and Stevie took it more calmly. 
You can never tell what mom's thinking anyway. Way to go, dad, Stevie scoffed. You took a perfectly normal, she glanced at me and amended. Well, somewhat normal, teenage boy and turned him into the Unabomber. She took a sip of coffee. Hey, I don't bomb things, I defended myself. Anymore, I added after a pause. I left all that behind in elementary school. So you used to bomb things? Dad raised an eyebrow. He was recovering nicely. I admit nothing, I said. What he didn't know couldn't hurt him. Or me. So when people talked about pipe bomb Jason, that wasn't you? Stevie demanded. I deny nothing. I wasn't willing to lose this part of my legacy. And for the record, none of my pipe bombs were fatal, merely nuisances. So, what's left? Dad looked confused. Nothing, I said. Goneril, Regan, can we get this show on the road? Jason, what gives? Stevie asked when we were out the door. You aren't going to get all Amish on us and single-handedly try to save the post office, are you? Don't be ridiculous, it's just a video game, I said. I still had email. The girls didn't understand it at all, and I was sure our parents weren't far behind. It was a thoughtful gift, and I'd have been elated just a couple of months ago. But that month without devices had made me look at my world differently. I'd come to realize how much virtual reality had numbed me to my existence. It had started out innocently enough with me jamming on my headphones to insulate myself from the drama of Stevie's phone conversations. But once the habit became entrenched, it started to feel like I wasn't even there. Like I was just part of the furniture, my eyes glued to one screen or another while the world went on without me. That wasn't the legacy I wanted to leave. It was addictive, but not enjoyable. I knew the moment I picked up a console, I'd fall back into my stupor again, and I didn't want that. I'd considered playing one round just to please Dad, but it was too big of a risk in the long run. I had other things I wanted to do with my time now. I'd moved on and there would be no looking back or I'd end up resembling Lot's wife more than I cared to. Next week on Meet the McCords. I didn't waste energy yelling. I was glad her memory was intact. Maybe we should get you something to eat. It's not even your threshold, pal. Virginia's just going to have to suck it up and deal. Tune in Thursday at 8 p.m. Central for episode 25, Geographical Divisions.